Hi, I'm Jake Parker with the What's Your Story podcast. Here I talk with my guests about their life experiences as well as current and long-term goals and what gets them through the ups and downs. Thanks for listening. Please subscribe, and if you don't already, follow my Instagram account at jparkerfitlife for actionable tips daily to live a healthier lifestyle and for access to my YouTube and blog. Enjoy the show. Hi, guys. This is Jake Parker with the What's Your Story podcast. Today, I have Carson Kasika on the show on Instagram. He is trained with Carson. He's a personal trainer and an online coach. He's joining us from Chicago, and so I'll let him give a little bit of an introduction on his end now. Yeah, uh, thanks again for having me. Um, so yeah, like you went over, I am a personal trainer. I've been training for six, seven years now, um, located right here in Chicago, Illinois, in the United States. Um, and recently, about a year and a half, close to two years now, I've been doing kind of this online stuff, working as an online fitness coach which has been really cool um, to have kind of the two, the in-person clients and also the online clients. And so kind of putting it all together, it keeps me very busy as a fitness professional. Yeah. And so uh, how did you get your start then as far as were you just a personal trainer before you were doing anything online? Yeah. Yeah. So I started personal training back when I was like 18 years old, which is pretty okay. young, but um, yeah, so I'm 25 now. So yeah, I guess it's been 17 years. Or seven years, sorry. Yeah, I was going to say. Um, <laughs> how, did, uh, how did you make that initial leap to going into more online coaching? And what was that whole experience like? Yeah, so actually, I had always known that I wanted to do um, online coaching. You know, I grew up with like guys like Ben Monte, who kind of created their own online fitness business through whatever their niche was. You know, his was coaching skinny guys to build muscle. Mm -hmm. And I was just fascinated at the fact that, you know, that was his job. You know, he, he ran his own business. His job was to create content and uh, get customers through that. And I was always fascinated and I was younger and I always knew, you know, I had like a whole plan, a routine of how I was going to get to the stage where one day I could be the guy that, you know, people look up to and come mm -hmm. to for information um, and kind of leading the trends in the fitness industry. So um, fast forward, a handful of years, I graduated school. I had about six years of personal training under my belt. Um, I felt that it was the right time now for me to make the leap. I felt I had the knowledge in person with working with clients. I had the degree, um, all these certifications, um, and I felt like it was time to, you know, make the leap. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and so how does that translation, how, how did that go for you as far as what is it like teaching people online after you've had all this experience, personal training, how has it helped and what are some of the difficulties? Yeah. So I think, uh, you know, after personal training for like six years, you know, I felt like kind of the top dog anywhere I went, you know, I know there's, there's always people higher up and that I could learn from, but you know, I was definitely confident in my abilities. And then I switched to this online world and kind of still had that persona like that confidence in myself and then all of a sudden it was kind of like back to square root one I had like what five followers I wasn't getting really any likes I'm like oh so this is this is the beginning again you know I have to really it really humbled me and forced me to work hard mm -hmm. yeah and so where did you start to see that growth then because obviously now you have about 50,000 followers and you're one of the very popular pages in the fitness Instagram space so where did that growth happen and what do you what do you attribute that to yeah, I mean, just over time, you know, a lot of people are always asking me, like, what are the secrets? Did you buy followers? Like, what mm -hmm. hashtags should I be using? 
And what it comes down to is just putting in the work. You know, it was funny. Actually, today I got a notification from Instagram. It said, look at your post from like one year ago today. Mm-hmm. And it's fun to look at those because they look, they look terrible, you know, yeah. because I was just, I was still getting things rolling then. Mm-hmm. And compared to my posts now, you know, they're, they're a lot more visually appealing. So, yeah. you know, it's, it's the same with anything. The more time you put in, the more hard work you put in, the more you're going to get out, you know, the same attributes to your workouts um, and same applies to this Instagram stuff as well. Yeah, for sure. So yeah, that's kind of one of the questions I had was that your your graphics do seem a little bit different. They're really they're really nice and clear. And I think that they're aesthetically more appealing than most. Um, what do you what is the whole process of making those? And do you feel like that's one of your strong points? Yeah, I definitely do. You know, I feel like my designs are kind of what sets me apart from everybody else. Um, And why I've been able to grow so much is because they are visually appealing. And I spend actually a lot of time on them. I think people only see the end product, but it starts with one thing. And I go back in and I'll manipulate it like a lot of different times to really Mm -hmm. get exactly how I want it to look. So, you know, and then I'm wondering, you know, can I be you know, using my time better, but then I'm thinking this is one of my strong points in my business is these designs. So it is important for me to take the time to make these as great as I can make them, you Mm -hmm. know? Yeah. And so what is the process like for you then in doing that? Yeah. So it all starts with like a vision, right? So I've actually found that I am pretty creative. And so I'll be walking and all of a sudden I'll think of what a a design will look like in my head. Yeah. I'm the same. So I'll go Right. Yeah. So I'll go to the drawing boards and either it'll come out a little bit different or similar to what I do. And then you work from there. So it always starts as one thing. And then somehow after a couple of hours of work, it turns into this nice design. Mm -hmm. And so do you, is that something you do freehand, like really like where you're actually drawing it or some sort of like computer software where you're drawing it? Or is it just like more pulling images to, to put them out, like pulling them from somewhere? Yeah, so I use a graphic design program called Canva. So I don't oh, yeah. draw anything myself. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, I use that software to kind of manipulate the designs to make them look the way I want. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so you, you have all these really good insights as far as personal trainers and online um, coaching and online business growth. Do you attribute any of that to, you know, people that have helped you out along the way? Did you have any mentors or people you looked up to? I'm sure that you probably had some people in person but then also if you're like me probably had people that that you didn't know that inspired you online like you talked about a little bit earlier yeah so you know a lot of what i attribute you know where i'm at now is to um vince have you heard of vince del monte uh i don't think so so he's more so now online fitness business coach but he's what Mm -hmm. i grew up on he teaches skinny guys how to build muscle and that's what resonated with me Mm -hmm. so a lot of what i've learned has come from him. But another thing too, is, you know, um, just there's always mentors around you. And that's one of the, the reasons I chose to come here and personal train in the city of Chicago is because I knew my market would be, you know, cardiologists and lawyers and dentists and, and these higher up people. I wanted to learn from them and surround myself with them on a weekly basis mm-hmm. because I am, I'm fascinated with these people's level of success. Um, and I knew that surrounding myself with them on a weekly basis would obviously lead to something right it has to rub off on yeah. you and so I attribute it to all my clients as well what sort of lessons do you pull from them specifically just their you know outlooks on certain things or you know um, sometimes I'll be you know I used to 
if something went wrong in my life or with whatever, you know, I'd be like, oh, well, I failed. I'm not good at it. And, you know, and so some of them will be like, hey, do you think, you know, I've come to be a cardiologist th- just through passing every test in life and making it here? He's like, no, I failed a lot. But that's, mm-hmm. that's why I'm here is because I failed a lot. Yeah, absolutely. So what sort of balance do you have now as far as in-person clients and then online? Yeah, so um, I like the split of both. I'm working more towards shifting more towards online. But right now it's um, still a majority is uh, in person, but um, I stay very busy with the online stuff as well. Mm -hmm. So I think right now is a very busy time in my life, but as it should be, you know, I'm uh, 25 years old. I don't have a wife or kids right now. So I look at it as these are the years that I should be putting in, you know, very long weeks. And so I take it you're not in one specific gym from what you've been saying, or do you just travel around to different gyms? Yeah, so I'm at uh, two different gyms here in the city of Chicago, and I also have um, a lot of private clients. So at like uh, apartment buildings or sky rises or stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of like how today went. You know, I've already been at a couple of gyms and a couple of different apartments, personal training. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. yeah, so you say you made your way to Chicago for the reasons you talked about, um, largely the clientele. Where are you from originally? I'm just from the South suburbs here. So I'm about like, uh, just about an hour out of the city. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. And then, so how did you know for, obviously it sounds like from an early age that this is something you wanted to get into. Cause that's kind of a contrast for me where I didn't really, I always knew that health and fitness was a big passion of mine and a big hobby, but I never envisioned it until recently being something that I would try to make more of a career out of. How, How did you become convicted in that early on? Yeah, I think um, I'm, I'm a, a risk taker, right? I think some people, when they look for jobs, they look for job security and mm-hmm. something that, you know, something that you could tell your grandparents at a family party and they're like, oh, there you go. That's, that's good. You know, for me, it's always been like the last few years. Oh, what are you doing? Oh, I'm still personal training. You know, they're kind of looking for what's next. Yeah. And for me, you know, it's me taking this career to, you know, the stratosphere. I'm going all, I'm all in on it. This is what I do. I'm, I don't just mm-hmm. do personal training, but I am a personal trainer, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so what does that look like as far as making that your identity where it's, it's more than a career and it's something that is, is your lifestyle? How does that contrast to someone who maybe, uh, you know, say is, is a salesperson or is a nurse or is a this or a that? How, how would you compare and contrast that, that viewpoint of it? Yeah, so you can pick apart people in this industry of who's in it for kind of the short term and, and who's in it for the long term. And it comes down to the passion for it. And the, is, it, is this your calling? Is this your career? You know, I remember, you know, all these different gyms I've trained at. I've always had these older trainers or someone come up to me like, oh, you can't make this career. You won't make much money here, blah, blah, blah. And it's because they're just in it for the short term. They're just looking for that paycheck. For me, it was, it was always much, much deeper than that. And I knew for a fact that I was going to be around much longer than these guys and that I was going to make it a career because I truly enjoy what I do. You know, I have a 5.30 a.m. client on Monday and the rest of the week, but I wake up Monday morning at 4.30 a.m. and I'm excited to go to work. So I know that right there is telling me I'm doing something right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, you know, you talk a lot about how you, you stay very busy and you obviously have these two different avenues as far as in-person coaching and online coaching so my question is what sort of things do you do to stay grounded is there a favorite daily habit or daily routine you have or how do you balance these sort of things and how do you stay uh, mentally clear 
and, you know, feeling your best in every aspect? Yeah, that's a good question because I think that's what I've realized lately is I've just been pedal to the metal. Like since I've started this Instagram page, I've also been working full time as a trainer and doing this. So it's just been like straight work, like no vacations or anything. And I've realized like even these last couple of weeks, I'm like, wow, it's kind of I'm starting to feel the effects of it now. You know that it's it can't really just be all work, work, work. You know, I live in this beautiful city. I got a lot of great friends around me and I have to stop, take a break and realize to enjoy these moments. I'm not always going to be 25. You know, it's Mm -hmm. great to work hard but you're right. I do need that balance. So it is important for me to, I like, we'll take Sundays now and put my laptop away. I don't train clients and I'll have some fun with friends and go on and enjoy the city that I live in. Yeah. So is there anything else you do that's reflective? Like I know that a couple common things that I've seen that I've tried out is like meditating, journaling, reading, you know, things like that, that are, you know, do, is there, religious or spiritual things like is there something that keeps you grounded as far as your mental and emotional state yeah that's a good question and I have been reading a lot and I was thinking because I was thinking the same thing like oh I need something like that and then I realized all the books I'm reading are like career development books I'm like well it's not totally taking me away so yeah so what I realized lately is that I grew up playing sports I'm an athlete at heart so for me it's going and bringing out the inner athlete in me. So going and playing some sports with my buddies, joining a league, that's when I'm all in. Like when I get on like the mm-hmm. baseball field, I don't, there's, it's impossible for me to yeah. think about anything else. So yeah. it was important for me to go back into my past and, and bring out the inner athlete in me. Mm-hmm. And people who have that competitive itch, like it's hard to scratch unless you're just doing really something that's just the most, you know, the most basic, like you said, competing in sports, it can't really be, there's not really much of a substitute for that for people that want to compete and want to go do the thing they love, which is, you know, just being out there and it's the whole camaraderie and all the aspects of it, I'm sure. Absolutely. So my next question is just reflecting on the fact that you talk and the way you talk is very long-term and saying that this is, um, you know, your, your career and your, it seems like sort of your life's purpose, you may even put it. And so thinking long-term and thinking of, you know, the, the plans that you have based on the, the, um, I guess mountains that you've climbed so far, what would like a five or 10 or 20 year plan look like as you begin to ascent into, you know, what will be the, peak years of your life, probably business-wise, if you're going off, uh, you know, looking at the world generally, I think that would be, I guess, you know, the area that strikes me. Yeah, definitely. And that's always a good question, especially to seek out someone in the, to see the long-term, right? We should always have those five, 10-year goals. And for me, you know, I have too many ideas, I think. So it's good for me to work with my coaches, you know, Danny and Dylan at Top Gym Tips, Mm -hmm. um, because they help keep me grounded because I'll have all these different ideas. And they'll be like, you know what, we got to pull back a second because we can't do all those at once. Mm -hmm. But in the five, 10 year plan, I see myself um, obviously continuing to work with the online stuff, but I want to open up a monthly uh, subscription page, I want to start hosting some muscle camps where I can get people in the general area to come together and I'll host like a two day camp on uh, whatever may be maximizing your muscle or I can host some seminars, some in-person mm-hmm. training for a large groups of people and even start to travel a bit with that too, to go visit other towns and do that as well so that I can really start to get in uh, in person and interact with these people to show that, you know, this is what I do and that I do yeah. care. 
Yeah, absolutely. It seems like for people that are in the fitness space, travel is such an interesting thing, probably just based on the fact that such a key point of fitness is improving and learning new things and progressing. I think that travel fits in with that. And then it's just also cool how, especially with things being more online now, it makes it so much more available. Like I know when you talk about Danny and Dylan, like they are really able to travel a lot because of making a big part of their living being online. And I just think that's one of the most fascinating things It's something I aspire to do too, is get to travel more uh, as a result of, of work like this. Yeah, 100%. And you will specifically, you, you definitely will. And, and yeah, Danny is a great example of that. That's what he wants to do. And, you know, we see his Instagram stories of him always traveling and still being able to put out great content and still being a good coach. So he's kind of doing it all. Yeah, absolutely. So a couple last questions here. Um, a fun one I like to um, ask that kind of, I think helps tell more about someone and more about where their interests and goals and different stuff like that lies if you could sit down to dinner with one or maybe even two people um who would that be and why and it could be anyone you know past or present dead or alive who's some people that you that come to mind as far as as that question yeah so um i touched on it earlier i talked about vince del monte and mm -hmm. so it would definitely it would definitely be him you know it's crazy that you know um, growing up watching his YouTube videos like every week and, and reading his newsletters and all that for so many years. And now finally the tables have turned um, and that he, he even follows me now. He's like some of my awesome. posts. And so it's crazy to see like how the tables have turned. So it would be pretty neat to sit down and get dinner and kind of talk about how all that came into fruition and kind of what his five-year plan is. And I'm sure he would definitely like to hear what mine is. Yeah, for sure. So um, where, where do you guys think you'd, you'd be at then? Or what kind of dinner would it be? Uh, he's big into steaks and uh, wine. Okay. So something like that. That's a, that's a great pair. Yeah. Right there. Uh, yeah. So uh, for the last question here, uh, kind of my signature question here on the podcast, uh, just what's your story going to be at the end of the day when you're getting older and getting to reflect eventually on your life and you've accomplished a lot of your goals and you've, you know, got to live the progression of your life. What sort of story do you want to tell about yourself? And what do you think the story other people are going to know about you uh, is going to be? Yeah. So I would like to be known as, you know, the trainer who cared, you know, the personal trainer who took it all the way, um, mm -hmm. who kind of didn't listen to anyone else who's negative, the naysayers along the way and kind of always kept pushing strictly because he believed in himself and he believed in his clients he was willing to go the extra yard and put in the extra time for his clients so that he could see the best results for his clients and that, so that they can experience a better life through him. Um, that's what I see the story as for myself. Yeah. I think it's so cool that you talk about really caring and being invested in your clients and your work, because I think that in any area of life, I figured out that unless you're really convicted in something and you really truly care deeply about it, whether it be just because you love fitness so much or you love helping people, it's usually somewhat of a mix for both uh, for people in this sort of space. But I think you really just have to genuinely care and you can't fake it. Like you talked about those personal trainers that um, sort of told you you couldn't make it or told you what a tough business it was. Like you said, they probably didn't have that internal drive where this is what they really wanted. I think that's definitely what's important and what you see time and time again from people that are successful in this sort of arena. 100% man I agree. Yeah. 
All right. Well, Carson, um, I'll let you give some closing thoughts if you have any and sort of let people know where they can find you. Yeah. So I'm over at Instagram. I'm at train with Carson. I coach the smart approach to building muscle. So how you can start to maximize your results with a smarter approach. Um, you can find me on there. Feel free to send me a direct message or even email if you want to introduce yourself, if you have any specific questions. If you're in the Chicagoland area, you ever want to meet up and get a workout, get a cup of coffee, definitely feel free to let me know. I'm always more than happy to. All right, man. Well, until next time, good luck with everything. And it was good having you on. Thanks so much, Jake. I really appreciate it. This has been the What's Your Story podcast. If you like the show, please subscribe, uh, share with family and friends, and leave me a review. I really appreciate any and all feedback. Thanks.